Welcome to Eat, Live, Love, Train. It's not a tagline, it's a lifestyle in a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, executive chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, welcome. You can find me at eatliveloveTrain.com. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcast. I appreciate you. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at eatliveloveTrain. And if you're not new, then you already know how we get down around here. If you would like to be a part of the Food, Wine, and Wellness Tribe and get routine updates and notifications on pop-ups, live streams, promos, members-only exclusive videos, podcasts, and or giveaways, be sure to get on the list to receive a newsletter. You don't want to miss out on opportunities that will enhance your kitchen game, hosting skills, food and wine persona, and bring added value to both your personal and professional relationships overall. You can sign up to get all these updates at eatlivelovetrain.com forward slash newsletter. To start things off in this episode, I got some good news and I got some great news. The good news is, if you're already on a diet plan that you like, maybe it's gluten-free, keto, carnivore, plant-based, the good news is that your current diet plan or eating plan is totally compatible with intermittent fasting. The great news? Well, when you combine fasting... With any one of them, you can supercharge your results. So no matter what type of dietary plan you're with, there's no need to change your eating plan in order to start fasting. Now if you happen to be in the discovery phase where you're trying to figure out which type of eating plan is right for you, sure that can be a lot of work determining which one works best for you. You have to keep in mind that for millions of people, weight management is a moving target. In other words, it's constantly evolving and it's going to take some serious work and effort. Now, once you determine and decide on which eating plan is right for you, one that fits perfectly and that you like 100% across the board, whether that's keto, plant-based, gluten-free, carnivore, or a combination of the three, well, you can take some solace in knowing that you don't have to juggle another ball in the air when it comes to intermittent fasting and adding it to your existing diet. In fact, as things turn out, intermittent fasting can be a great addition and complement and may even give you better results for your lifestyle. So here's what it'll look like when you're living life in the fast lane. Or, put another way, here's how to fit intermittent fasting into your lifestyle. Plus, some strategies and how you can optimize and fire for effect to make it work for you. Now, when it comes to keto, it's an easier transition going from a ketogenic diet to fasting than it is from a low-fat or high-carb diet. Remember, combining the keto diet, in which approximately 70% of calories come from fat, 20% from protein, and 5-10% to from carbs, And intermittent fasting is a very popular practice in large part because of the similarities in how each diet burns fat in the body. 
The calorie ratio of the keto eating plan or ketogenic diet forces the body to switch from the usual source of energy, in this case glucose, which comes from carbs, to another source of energy, ketones, which comes from fat. As such, ketones are used as fuel for the brain, while the fat stores are depleted to cause weight loss. Now, when you incorporate an intermittent fasting period of 8 to 16 hours, this may accelerate weight loss through enhanced production of ketones. And although the slimming powers of combining the keto eating plan or the keto diet and intermittent fasting have not been studied in a clinical setting, research published in Obesity found that intermittent fasting can help flip the metabolism from using glucose to ketones, which can certainly aid in weight loss. In the meantime, in between time, a meta-analysis published in the British Journal of Nutrition learned that those who followed a keto eating plan slash ketogenic diet had more long-term weight loss success than those following a low-fat diet. Another strategic advantage of adopting a ketogenic diet or a keto eating plan in addition to intermittent fasting is that it's one of the easier diets to successfully fast with. As I mentioned earlier, it's much easier to transition going from a keto diet to fasting than it is from a low-fat, high-carb diet to fasting. The reason for this with other diets, you're using sugar and then trying to switch over to burning fat, whereas with keto, it's centered around dietary fat. And then you're switching over to burning body fat, which can be less noticeable for the dieter. Not to mention, keto is a high-fat diet, so you'll stay fuller much longer, which makes it much easier for you to stick with your fasting period. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, fasting can be applied to any diet. Regardless of the meal plan, the most important part is having a designated period of fasting. A bare minimum of eight hours is a great starting point. Now when you consider a low-carb diet and or a gluten-free diet, it's easy to combine with intermittent fasting because you have fewer sugar spikes and your body is already programmed to burn fat stores instead of glucose and carbohydrates. So if you've just acclimated to a gluten-free lifestyle and maybe you're worried that by adding fasting, to leave you famished, there are a few things that you can do. For starters, stay hydrated. Drinking water is very important. Now, you can also drink other zero or low calorie beverages such as green tea, black tea, or even black coffee. Now, there are some other hacks that you can do and drink and consume while you're doing your fasting. If you want to get more details on that, check out my previous episodes for intermittent fasting. The bottom line up front, by staying hydrated, this helps suppress hunger. Now when it comes to a plant-based meal plan, we know and understand there are tons of benefits of eating a plant-based diet. From lowering your cholesterol and stabilizing your blood sugar to reducing the inflammation that may lead to chronic diseases later on down the road. Now it may seem counterintuitive. There are some people that say you can't try intermittent fasting with a plant-based diet because so much of your diet is already restricted to begin with. Nothing could be further from the truth. The secret here is to eat smart. You need to focus on foods that will help you stay satisfied. So for plant-based eaters, this means fiber, things like lentils, beans, 
um, fiber-rich foods like spinach, broccoli. These things can help support fasting initiatives. Now, there are a laundry list of foods that will make you feel satisfied and take you farther while you're in your fasted state, as opposed to eating a bunch of carbs, especially white bread. Bread is so good, but it's so evil. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not fair. But hey, you got to pick and choose your battles, right? For a long list of foods that will not only help you stay satisfied, but will also sustain you throughout your fasting period, be sure to check out earlier episodes of Intermittent Fasting and Eating Plants. Additional support for shedding excess pounds comes from the way of both combining intermittent fasting and plant-based diets to help regulate blood sugar. This is best illustrated in a study published in Diabetes Militist of 6,700 participants between the ages of 55 and 69 found that those who followed a plant-based diet had fewer instances of insulin resistance and a lower risk of developing prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. And when combined with intermittent fasting, these results became even more pronounced. So quick recap, when you eat, insulin is released, which promotes glucose uptake and stops fat burning. On the opposite end of the spectrum, when you fast, insulin and glucose are both decreased, which then initiates the fat burning process. So when you combine intermittent fasting with plant-based foods that are naturally lower in sugar, this in turn decreases your insulin levels in your bloodstream, which help prevent diseases such as diabetes and obesity. Now, regardless of which meal plan that you're using, there are some strategies that you can do to combine intermittent fasting. And I'm only going to give you three. I can give you more. We're just going to keep it simple and give you three. One, keep yourself busy. Two, don't dwell and focus on the hunger. And three, cut one meal to start. So what exactly does each of those look like? Well, when you're keeping yourself busy, you're staying active and entertained on days or periods when your fasting can keep you distracted from the rumbling in your stomach. Yes, it's real. I've been there many times. But just be smart about what you're doing to stay busy. So, for example, if you're doing an alternate day fast, try not to plan your grocery shopping on the days that you fast. Instead, plan a walk, hit the gym, go swimming, biking, cycling, hang out with a family member or friend that is in alignment with your eating or dietary constraints. You can also catch up on some things to do around the house. Listen to an audiobook, read a book. There's many things that you can do. If you're a gamer, when you're gaming, you do tend to snack. So this is when, if you are a gamer, hydrate and enjoy some of those zero-calorie beverages I mentioned earlier. So when it comes to keeping yourself busy, for many of us, that's easy. Just focus on your goals and things that you want to achieve. Not dwelling and focusing on the hunger. Listen, it's a big misconception that we get hungrier as time goes on as we don't eat. Okay, now some of you may not agree with this, but in the beginning, this may not be true. However, as your body adjusts and progresses, you'll find 
then it just adapts. So for example, let's say you don't eat lunch. As the time progresses and goes later into the afternoon, your body is going to take the calories that it needs from your stored body fat. In addition to that, by also combining the hydration tips I mentioned earlier, you won't be that hungry. So you'll find that this strategy number two, don't dwell on the hunger, also coincides with number one, keeping yourself busy. Now let's take a look at the third strategy, cut one meal to start. You do not have to, nor should you, go all in right away when you decide to add fasting to your lifestyle or your meal plan. As mentioned in previous segments, I am a huge fan and advocate for baby steps and starting slow when you're beginning your intermittent fasting journey. You do this by starting slowly to push back the time of your meals until you're able to drop one and see how you feel from there. Make sure you're not tacking on those missed calories later on throughout the day by snacking. Simply put, start with a period of 12 hours fasting and 12 hours of eating, or 8 hours of fasting. Wherever you start, because we're all in different periods and different seasons in our life, wherever you're starting your intermittent fasting journey, you're going to adjust and increase that as time goes on. And from there, you're going to discover and find a fasting schedule that's perfect for you and your lifestyle. Check out the last two to three episodes I did on intermittent fasting and which segment or which time period or eating window is right for you. These are my thoughts, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say on the subject matter. Feel free to send your comments or questions chef-coach at eatlivelovetrain.com or DM me on Instagram at eatlivelovetrain. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. And remember, we are a reflection of what we eat. I'll see you next time.